All right, everyone, we're back. And today I have Hector Dominguez. He's an entrepreneur, an, an uh, artist, a graphic designer, a rapper, an awesome person to talk with. I met him through church, and I'm very glad I, I did. And first, you want to introduce yourself, Hector? Yeah, absolutely. What up, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Hector Dominguez. Uh, man, I'm just grateful for the opportunity. Thank you so much for having me. You literally could have asked anybody else, but you asked me, so I appreciate it. Um, I've been watching not as much as I want to just because I'm a dad, I'm a husband, and I got stuff to do. However, I was very intrigued with your very first uh, podcast, uh, and that's kind of what we're here, why we're here today, man. So let's let's go. Let's get the people what they want. Man. This is what they came for. Yeah, if any of y'all haven't seen yeah, my first episode, I kind of went full send because I had recorded this. I just recorded myself talking about this porn problem that I've had for nine to ten years, ever since I was very young, and I... I was kind of nervous to bring it up, but I realized like, hmm, maybe explaining it to a lot of people might actually give me some accountability. It might, you know, it might actually help others when I talk about it, you know, and I feel like it did. And it did help me for multiple months, but it still has me in its clutches. And that's kind of why we wanted to talk again. But first of all, I wanted to ask Hector, when was the first time you experienced porn and, you know, Talk about that journey. Talk about how that first experience may have shaped you in ways you didn't even realize and, you know, how porn affected you. I want to just hear this story. Hell yeah, bro. So, one, I want to thank you for doing that, man, because that's what drew me in right away. Right away, I'm like, oh, he's not out here trying to just talk to talk. He's actually trying to have real conversations, uh, talking about things that are important, that are relevant, and that are, like, significant to me, right? I don't know about everybody else. It's a billion-dollar organization, Harley. Only me and you have the problem. Nobody else, right? Like, like nobody else has it. Just me and you. But it's a billion-dollar industry, right? Um, so for me, man, I remember it like it was yesterday. Okay, how honest do you want me to be? I'm prepared to be me. But I, Go I raw, man. Go raw. I don't want you to get like... This isn't like... You know? <laughs> mainly adults listen to this, I'd say. Don't, don't be afraid okay. to just go. Okay. Perfect. So I, I remember like it was yesterday, bro. My mom got into a car accident and I was at I was at somebody's house. My, I'm going to I'm going to uh, not say names just to protect identities. Right. But uh, my mom got into a car accident. I was at my babysitter's house and, you know, I looked out the window and I saw my mom's car. So, you know, the people that were there went to go help her and the adults, well, the teenagers that were there were watching me and nothing I never had any issues never nothing man but it's just that that one day they decided to put on a porno and to this day I remember what it was called I remember what I was wearing I remember what they were wearing I was four uh, I was four or five years old the timeline kind of it kind of blends for me um but I was four I was definitely before first grade though definitely before first grade um and I'll tell you why that matters in a second but so we're sitting there and they put on this movie and uh, it's a vampire porno, bro. Like it's crazy. And to this day, so let's talk about connections to this day. Like I have a thing for vampires, bro. Like mean a thing. No, like it's a kink, bro. Like, like I love watching vampire stuff. I love like the whole like mythological, like, like the whole myth of it, the whole legend, like everything about it, bro. And I really feel, and, and that's not, 
I just really feel like that's where it started, right? But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But so we're watching this thing, and I'm like, what the heck is that? And I'm looking, and I'm like, that's weird. What are they doing? Why are they doing that? And, bro, I'm a little kid. And I want to be clear. It's not like someone said, hey, the adults are gone. Let's make him watch this. But that's what was being viewed while I was there, right? And now that I'm an adult, I understand that that is a form of sexual abuse, right? Like if any adult was to turn on porn in front of a kid, they would go to jail. There is no, there is no whatever for that, right? Like they would go to jail, but whatever, it doesn't matter. So that was the first time. And bro, literally, I have been hooked ever since. I'm 35. And I've been hooked ever since. On porn right? or on vampires? Both. <laughs> Both. <laughs> but um, it's crazy because this idea of lust, right? Like we think, oh, you have to be a certain age for that to happen. My guy, I was in first grade taking the heads off of the girls in my classroom and putting the heads of the girls I was watching on the TV on top of the heads of the girls in my classroom. And the things that I was watching on the screen, I wasn't putting my head and whatever girl it was there. I was lusting at six years old, bro. Like, like full-blown grown man lusting. Like wanting them to do to me what, and, and I, I didn't even know what was happening. But wanting them to do to me what I was watching because it, it, to me it made them feel good. Now, why does that matter, right? Like, why does it, the idea of feeling good matter? You know, my, my childhood's a little different, bro. I grew up a, a certain way. I grew up around certain things. Crazy things happened to me. So I wasn't a very happy child. I was always a very angry child. And once I learned, I realized the distinction between, okay, once I learned that I can feel better while I'm angry, instead of being sad, that's where everything changed for me. So porn was a lust thing for me, and sometimes it still is. But mm -hmm. like 90% of the time, it's anger, bro. It's anger. Like, you know how some guys, like, they get horny and then they go and they watch porn? Nah, bro, for me, it's when I'm angry or when I'm sad or when I'm lonely, right? When I just want to feel good. Like, it's not a, it's not a, and I don't, I don't know, I don't know if anyone's ever written about this or if there's any, been any, any studies about this, but like, it's never about sex for me when porn comes around. It's always like, damn, I'm in a, I'm in a very horrible mood and I just want to feel better, you know? Um, oh, I'm really sad. Something bad happened. I just want to feel better. It's never like, oh my God, I'm horny. What do I do? No, that's stupid. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Cause there's people who deal with that. That's not stupid, but for me it is. Right. Like for me, that just doesn't make sense. Right. Um, Cause for that, you can just go take a shower or you can go masturbate. You can do like whatever, whatever your outlet is for us, it was playing basketball or doing music. Right. Um, and, and so it's crazy. And then that, that bro, that led on until the first time I got caught watching porn. You want to hear a crazy story, bro? Sure. <laughs> um, so uh, we moved to the suburbs, right? We left the hood, like, for real. And we moved to the suburbs. So, like, I imagine, ideally, it's like, bro, we're going to a better place, better schools, better environment. Bro, the suburbs were the most ratchet place I've ever lived in my life. 
right? Like when I was a kid, I knew about weed and cocaine. That's what I knew about. When I moved to the suburbs, bro, I got introduced to how we call them white people drugs, right? Like pills, shrooms, ecstasy, acid, all this kind of crazy stuff. And I would go to my neighbor's house because I was friends with their kid. And one day I went to the bathroom and I sat down really hard. Don't. And like this little thing fell and like their Playboy magazines fell. And I was like, what is this? And it was the first time I had seen like porn in a book. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, wait, I don't have to watch a movie for this? Like this, people just sell this stuff? Like you can go buy this? Like this, it was crazy because remember, I'm still a kid. Like I'm still a kid, but this is nuts. Um, uh, sixth grade, so maybe eleven, maybe mm-hmm. eleven, and I'm gonna and I have ADHD, so I apologize. I'm gonna be jumping around, but it's like, good. I'm gonna try to stay as timeline as possible. But it's gonna turn into the multiverse in a second. Like we're gonna be mm-hmm. going back, we're gonna be forward. Like, it's totally um, good. So so that's happening. So now I'm going to my neighbor's house a lot because you know June came out, July came out, uh, you know August uh, came out, and I and I'm like. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, wait a minute, this is crazy, like, and, like, they didn't really hide it at their house, like, there was no secret there, you know what I'm saying, and I didn't want to bring that into my house, because I wasn't a Christian, I didn't know God, but I knew it was wrong, ain't that crazy, like, in my heart, I knew that, like, like, it, it was written on my heart, this is wrong, you shouldn't be doing this, but I didn't know why, no one ever sat down and was like, now, Hector, it's gonna come a day where you're gonna see some naked girls, it's wrong to do that you know what i mean like no one ever did that but i just knew in my heart that it was wrong so so that's happening and now now um i'm in high school right so we just we just jumped around a little bit right uh seventh and eighth grade uh i'm still watching porn a lot but however i can get it so it's not like i have access to it we didn't have internet we didn't have like i didn't like you guys are a lot younger than me so your cell phones have internet on them like bro i didn't even have a cell phone you know what i'm saying like like I didn't, I didn't have none of that. So to actually get my hands on porn, I would have to go next door and and do that. Then we got the internet, bro. Uh, and it was, it was done. It was done. I'm literally. My mom was at work. I thought my dad was asleep. I'm in the basement. Um, and I'm, I'm, and, oh, and like video wasn't even a thing yet, right? This is the early stages of the internet. Wow, I feel like an old man. Oh my god. Uh, early stages of the internet, bro. Like, there's not even any videos. Like, like MP4s didn't even exist yet, right? It's just like little gifts. And I'm sitting there. I'm watching it. I got, you know, I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing. And my dad walks in, bro. And I'm just like, holy crap. And he's like, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, well, I don't know, bro. Like. And in my head, in my head, girls were already trying. To, this was seventh, eighth, freshman, eighth grade. This was eighth grade. Peep, girls were already trying to have sex with me in eighth grade. So for me, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Is that too much? My bad. No, bro. No, it's, it's uh, not too much. Uh, it's just surprising. It's interesting. Bro, the first time a girl touched me inappropriately, I was 10. Like, she, I was on the school bus, and she was like, hey, let me do something to you. I'm like, okay, cool. But I didn't know what it was. I'm thinking... Like we're gonna play a game or some tag or something. I don't know. And she's like, "Let me do something to you." I saw it yesterday, and then she started touching me, and I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, chill out, chill out!" Like, like, what are you doing? She's like, "No, I want to show you. It feels good." And I'm like, "Nah, bro, this is wild. This is weird. Like, nah, you know." And until this day, that's why my kids don't ride the school bus. Literally, till this day, my kids have never ridden the school bus. 
because like that's not that's not even the worst thing that's happened to me on the school bus but that's that's a different podcast um but yeah man so girls were already trying to have sex with me bro so i'm thinking i don't want to have sex not because i don't want to but because my cousins are all having babies my family's super fertile like people fart and have kids like that's just that's what happens right so i'm like bro i'm definitely not having sex because i don't want to have kids and then i found out i was allergic to latex so i'm like i definitely can't wear a condom like this is crazy you know what i mean so i'm like well i'm screwed like i might as well just i actually put it in a song and i said they say you went they say jesus you went through everything we go through okay god when you got horny what did you do right because it's like i didn't know what to do i'm like um I, i don't i don't like being angry right but when i'm angry this is what makes me feel better sometimes you know seven seven and eighth grade that's kind of where your hormones are like boom right so i'm like bro i want to have sex with everything walking but like i'm not going to and i'm not gonna like that's just not gonna happen uh fun fact i was a virgin until i got married but that's again that's another that's another thing <laughs> but um so so like that's seventh and eighth grade right but high school is kind of where it took off for me crazy because now we got the internet i have access to friends with internet i have i have girls who are juniors and seniors passing me uh like porn tapes and like DVDs and stuff, you know, because I had a PlayStation 2, so we would watch it. Like I had, the, I didn't have a DVD player, but I had a PlayStation 2. So that's where we would watch the stuff at. So I had older girls, bro, like, you know, 16, 17, 18, like trying to seduce me, trying to do things. With, and I'm a freshman, bro. You know what I mean? And they're like giving me videos. I like, hear learn this so that, you know, we can try it out or we could practice or whatever. And I'm like, nah, I'm just going to watch this and take mental notes so that when I'm married, I know what I'm doing, right? That's what I thought. Like, porn is how you're supposed to have sex. Incorrect. If you're watching this and you're about to get married, I'm I'm going to F up your life. You ready? Porn is not how you have sex with your wife. I don't know how else to say that to you, but it's not. It's setting up false expectations um, and, and like, it's just going to set you guys up for failure. So if you're struggling with porn in real life, and you're thinking about getting married, you just need to be honest. And two things are going to happen. One, your girl who's going to be your wife, who is really your wife, is going to hold you down, and she's going to walk with you through it, or she's going to leave you. Those are the two options. But anyways, so high school, this is crazy, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm trapped. I'm trapped, right? And it's going, it's going, it's going. And then I started getting girlfriends, and this is kind of where – I'm not I'm not ashamed, but it's like, damn, I really effed up people's lives because I started introducing girls to this lifestyle now. Like we would literally be like, hey, you know, it would all start the same way, bro. Like, how, like, what's the furthest you've ever been? And I'm like, bro, chill. Like we're, we're 14. Like, like, relax. Like I had girls invite me to church and like I would get to the crib and like, we're not going to church today. We're going to have sex. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. And not because I don't want to do that. But because I don't want to do that, like you're going to get pregnant. That's what's going to happen. And literally the first time I had sex, I had a kid. Literally the first time. You know what I mean? So it's like I knew. And and now I know that it was God. But back then I wasn't a Christian. I wasn't a believer. I wasn't doing none of that. But something just in my heart was like, Hector, don't do it. Don't do it. You're going to regret it. You're going to regret it. And I'm so grateful, man, because I ain't got no baby mamas. I ain't got no drama. I ain't got, Both my kids are mine. You know what I'm saying? Like, Amazing. like. I don't. Yeah, I'm not dealing with none of the stuff that half of my my guys and my home my homegirls are going through. Like they're they're dealing with nonsense, bro. That that we just we're just not taught. Like I don't know how it is in like other parts of the country, but like where we're from, it's that's how you become a man. You have sex. 
And for me, it was like, nah, bro, I'm not doing that. But I'm skipping. So freshman, sophomore year, junior year, when we're not on the podcast, Harley, and we we, we connect sometime, I'm going to show you my yearbooks, bro. Like the things these girls would write to me, bro. Like I don't, or you would think they were guys. You would think they were guys. And you know that t- that rom com movie where like the, every guy's trying to get the one girl because she's a virgin and da-da? that was me. Like I was the virgin in high school. Everybody knew it. I never lied about it. I never pretended about it. I never. I just no. I'm not having sex, bro. I've always been me. So I just never had, I had a. I never had a reason to lie about it. Like I'm just no. Nah, that's not. I'm not doing that. You know. So girls would literally date me only to sleep with me. And once they found out that wasn't happening, they would either cheat on me or leave me, right? So I'm just an angry, sexually frustrated kid. So porn was my outlet. Mm-hmm. You know, I, in a song I said, uh, a few years have passed. Now I'm in high school. Gir- gangs are here. Girls are there. Which one should I do? I feel like all respect was poured out of me because as a freshman, that's when I really got hooked to pornography. Throughout my teen life, sex is what got me through. It's contagious. Masturbation, what else is there to do? Hated what I was doing, but loved how it felt. I figure I won't hurt a girl. I'd rather disrespect myself. I used to be like, God, I'm not a bad dude. While I entertain my sin up in my bathroom. They say that Jesus went through everything we go through. Okay, God, when you got horny, what did you do? But then again, you were perfect. And only you know what goes down behind these curtains or help me. Get through this constant struggle because I know you really hate sin, but I really want to love you. So I was introduced to God when I was 17, right? So junior year, I'm trying to be a Christian. I'm saying trying because he wasn't Lord of my life yet. I didn't become a Christian for real until I was 21, right? And this time, now it's getting harder, pause. <laughs> now it's getting harder, right? Because now people know I'm a Christian. I'm a I'm a proclaiming Christian. Like, yo, um, um, this is why I'm not having sex with you because the Bible said so, you know, and now girls are like, oh, yeah, watch and bro. I'm not trying to be funny or like vulgar, but like. I literally so to be clear, I wasn't having sex, right? Like my area was not going into any other girl's area. However, I was definitely sexually active. Right. Every day. On the school bus, in the volleyball closet, I got caught by teachers and like they didn't stop me. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I got caught on camera a bunch of times. But look how much God loves me, bro. Look at your face. I wish you could see your face. Look how much God loves me. He protected me every single time. Every single time. Like I got caught red-handed, bro, by the dean of the school. There's no explaining what I was doing. There was no miscommunication. There was no, oh, it's not what it looks like. No, it's exactly what it looks like. And God just spared me, bro. Like, oh my gosh. So <laughs> when you met your wife, what did she say when you mentioned you watched porn? Or were you still watching porn at that time? When did you oh, meet yeah. your wife? Yeah, so my wife, first of all, I'm blessed, bro. Um and I'm not trying to say this to win brownie points or nothing like that, but I really pray and hope that people have a marriage like mine, right? My wife is my ride or die in real life, right? Um, my wife knows my violent background. She knows why I am the way I am. She knows that my issue with my struggles with porn are almost never about sex. They're always about anger or 
or frustration or sadness or depression, right? Like she understands that. So for her, it wasn't a, if you keep watching porn, we're going to break up. She was like, man, how can I help you get through this then? You know what I mean? And mind you, me and my wife were not Christians when we got together. Remember, I became a Christian in real life when I was 21. I met my wife when I was 17. So like for her, I was just honest. I was just honest. I'm like, yeah, I watch it, bro. And and it sucks. I don't. And 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 it's not cool. Like I never bragged about it. Like it's never like, you know, guys know oh, I watch it. Yeah, who cares? Nah, bro, that's not cool. Like it's not cool because I, I'm living proof of the damage that it does. Like, thank God I don't have erectile. De- what's it called? Erectile. Dysfunction. De- uh, whatever the hell. I ain't got that. Praise the Lord. bro. Thank God. You know what I mean? But I have a friend. I have a friend who like he literally was married and couldn't really have the kind of sex he wanted to have for two years because it was, it, it had effed him up so bad. Porn you know what I mean? Him up. Yeah. Yeah. Like that shirt I sent you earlier, porn hurts. Like that's real, bro. Like for me, um, what it did for me is it created unrealistic expectations. That's what it created for me. That's what my issue was. Because for me, I'm a dude. I'm always ready, right? And in porn, girls are always ready. Like, mm-hmm. there's never like, oh, hold on, I'm not in the mood. No, it's like, let's go, you know? So that's what it That's what it was for me. And I was a virgin. So I just assumed that my wife would fall in that category. And that was, and look how God humbled me, bro. Like, immediately, three months before we got married, my wife got deathly sick. Like, my wife has a lung disease that there's no cure for. She was hospitalized. She couldn't breathe. She, all kind of crazy stuff. And she was sick for literally about like the first year and a half of our marriage. Right. And then because it's a lung disease, when we got pregnant, it, it, it like incapacitated her even more. So like I got married thinking, hell yeah, I'm about to be having sex all kind of different ways whenever I want. And then boom, God was like, no, you're not. I'm going to teach you to love your wife for her, not for her body. You know what I mean? Like you're going to learn to love your wife. Not for what she can do for you. Matter of fact, I'm going to make it so that you have to do for her. And and like I'm, it sucked and it was very devastating and it was very scary for us because my wife almost died twice. But I'm grateful that it happened because it taught me to value my wife as a person and not as a thing. Right. Not just something created for me to have sex with when I'm bored. Like like that's wild to me that that people think like that. But I understand it because I used to think like that, you know. Um, I, uh, porn has been kicking my, my butt, sorry, has been kicking my butt my whole, no, I know, but you know, I I got kids and they're going to watch this and at least I can try not to say a bad word. And somebody at church challenged me yesterday to, uh, to not cuss. And I'm like, all right, fine. Fair enough. Yeah. So I'm like, let me, let me try, you know? Um, but for me, man, uh, it has been kicking my butt my whole life and there's seasons, obviously, like there's seasons where. I'm, I'm, I'm a slave to it. Slave. Then there's seasons where I'm Superman, bro. Like, I'm out here like, what's up? Like, I'm ready to take on the whole industry. You know what I mean? Uh, and then there's days where I'm kind of in the middle. There's times where I'm in the middle where it's like, I'm not watching porn. Like, now, I'm not watching porn right now, right? Like, I'm not in that season, but I'm definitely watching Game of Thrones. I'm definitely watching True Blood. I'm definitely watching, like, things that where I don't need to watch porn because it it's low key nudity in it. You know what I mean? And like, I used to make a joke where I don't watch anything that doesn't have vampires, magic, superheroes, or nudity. 
I'm like, that's what I watch, bro. But now I'm like, damn, that is all I watch. And like now that I have children, um, I'm intentionally trying to change that. So like we'll literally go for like a month watching the Thundermans, like all day and all night. Cause I'm like, yo, I got I got I need a reset in my brain, right? I've been watching too much Game of Thrones, I've been watching too much this or too much of that, and I need to reset because I still I feel myself sinking and I don't want to be here because this is dangerous. Here I pretend to be okay. Here I'm really okay. But yep. Once I start slipping, I'm like, nah, man, I gotta get back up. I gotta get back up. So um, and my wife's a G man, my wife's my accountability partner. Um, I know you shouldn't have, I shouldn't even say this, but I know people think you shouldn't have female accountability partners, but my two best friends are girls. Um, and they are my accountability partners. So like, I'll be like, yo, bro, pray for me. Like actually it started in Bible college In Bible college, I would literally draw on myself. And that's how I would tell on myself to my friends. Like, yo, whenever you see me draw my arms, I would draw like a, like a tattoo, uh, not a real one, but like, you know, I can draw. So I would draw something on my arms. They'd be like, damn, you were watching porn again, weren't you? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, all right, well, we know what to pray for. Like, I'm glad I didn't have friends that like shunned me or rejected me. Cause I don't know how that would have helped me. Like I had friends that would like, like, we have a saying, brothers don't let brothers wander alone in the darkness. And, and we don't have to agree. They didn't agree with me. They weren't co-signing what I was doing. But they're like, you're not going to be out here by yourself, though. We love you. Like, if you're going to die, because we're going to kill you. This ain't going to kill you. We're going to kill you, but not that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so so it's crazy. And like, shout out to One West, Phillips Hall, my 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 sweet mates. We actually had a beater meter, bro. That's how serious this was. Like, we were so down with, with yeah, yeah. We were so down with accountability, bro. Like, we all came together. We, we stole a, well, I'm about to incriminate people. So we stole a giant magic dry erase board from Ikea. It was in a dumpster, though. So like we just took it and we all put our names up. Synonyms, though, like like, like you know, fake names. And um, and we, we just kept track of how many times we masturbated a day. And the goal was to do better than yesterday. But we called it the beater meter. And literally that was in what, 2000 and five six seven 2007 right till this day there's a beater meter on that floor and it's still being used for accountability purposes and like people might think that's weird or that's crazy or that's out of order but like nah bro we created something to hold each other accountable you know what i mean and then like it wasn't just like we rode on there boom we, we masturbated today no it was like bro why what happened what set you off and this is where i learned everybody's not like me like this dude like was sad and did this or this dude was horny and did this or this guy got a bad test and did this or this dude just wanted a cup of coffee but couldn't find one. Yeah, yeah yeah wanted a cup of coffee but couldn't do it so he, he just did it you know what i mean like i started realizing oh it's not because you're a lustful animal like it's because you're broken inside you're a broken human being in desperate need of a savior and until you understand that you're going to your idols to save you and 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 that's that's what it was bro um you know so i used to i'm sorry i've been talking a lot but well one quick question so yeah you mentioned any of the times on that beater meter how many times you maybe masturbated and watch porn in your opinion what's worse masturbation porn both should they never happen like i've heard opinions that say like you know porn is the real problem masturbation is moderately natural and as long as 
you don't let your brain wander onto something like porn, that's less of a problem. But I've also heard people say, you shouldn't do either. But I also, of course, hear people say, both are fine. Stop worrying about it, you crazy person. So. Yeah. So my opinion is not going to be taken well. That's but totally this is fine. why, no, no, but that's why my name is Hector Dominguez, bro, right? Um, Own it. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I'm very much, I stand, I keep the same energy. I stand on what I believe. on. That doesn't mean my opinion won't change ever. Like, I'm raising a boy now. So it might, it might end up changing, right? But, um, and I'm raising a little girl, so it definitely might end up changing. But as of right now, porn is definitely bad. There's no, you can't justify porn to me. Like, mm-hmm. like, you can kind of justify a sex scene, like, if it's necessary, right? Like, like, um. You know, just some 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 things need to need that to happen, right? Um, but you can't justify porn. Like that's wild. Like there's no reason to watch that. There's no need to watch that. There's no I like I no. For me, no, right? Now, masturbation to me is is a gray area, right? Mm-hmm. Because when you're married, when you're married, like you can definitely do it together. Like that's not a sin, right? There's people's opinions. Oh, well, first of all, I'm a Christian, right? So my truth, my absolute truth, right? Not my opinionated truth. My absolute truth is off of scripture. So the Bible is very clear. The marriage bed is undefilable, right? So there are things that God said you can't do. Like very clear, you cannot do, do this. And there are things that he doesn't really touch on. So it's up to you to use the wisdom of the Holy Spirit to figure out what is right and what is wrong. To put in context, if your wife or husband don't want to do it, but you're making them, it's wrong. Very simple, right? Like if if I ask my wife to do something, she says she don't want to, but I make her, that's wrong, right? And if your husband, if you ask your husband to do something and he doesn't want to, you make him, that's wrong. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about you and your wife can definitely do that together. What about a a single guy? in his room masturbating to nothing but his own thoughts yeah yeah yeah. so for me this is another great area because when i would used to when i used to do it um i wasn't thinking about naked girls right i was like bro i'm pissed off i'm angry i'm stressed out i just need to get this out so i can relax it's kind of i don't want to dumb it down like this because it's not but it's kind of like working out for me Mm -hmm. like like if i don't get up and go to the gym i feel it all day and then once I'm done working out, I'm like, oh, I feel so good. I can conquer the world now, right? That's literally how it was for me. Like, if God had, like, an account of every time I masturbated, a handful would have been because I was horny, right? A lot of it would have been like, no, nah, he's just in an effed up mood. No, nah, it's just bad. Or his homie just got killed and he's sad and he doesn't know how to deal with his depression or, or like, I, yeah, man. Like it's just it's just it's different. For very. Me, yeah, yeah. For for me, interesting. Huh. Yeah, no. For for me, it's different. I, I I'm not gonna sit here and lie. Like, of course, sometimes I got horny and did it, but like a lot of times, bro, I didn't. Like it was, I was, I was sad. I was sad. I was hurting. I was lonely. I was feeling abandoned. I was feeling not loved. I was feeling not validated, not sought after, not not accounted for, not overlooked. You know what I mean? Like. So, so like for me it's different um but porn there's no there's no benefit from that bro like yeah i think it also adds to that 
unattainable standard that, you know, men have in their yeah. minds about, you know, oh, my woman should be this attractive and do this and this in the bed. And and then all these women looking on social media, see all these, you know, photoshopped women or very attractive women. And they're like, oh, I'll never be able to level up. And there's this self-esteem issue. And all these guys are like, oh, my my wife isn't as attractive as this person. And it's just it causes this huge problem. And that's kind of what happened with the relationship that I was just in. And, you know, I, I actually watch porn typically because I am either stressed out or horny. Never really, I don't really get angry that much. You know, I guess it's the differences between each person, you know, sometimes it's just, I'm insanely stressed out and I want to like clear my mind, but other times I'm like, I'm very horny and you know, and that's, the problem sometimes but it it led to me not being able to appreciate what i had and her feeling unappreciated and i'm like yeah this is a this is a problem that that runs deep and you know our relationship ended for other reasons too but you know that was one of the reasons and i'm just realizing like she said something like harley i don't know if there's any girl that's going to be good enough for you and i was like that might be true and that's really not good you know and it just kind of shows how it kind of has a impacted me but maybe that's also just because i have high standards for people but porn probably does play a role but no bro i would i would i would answer that okay so i agree with what you're saying to a point right like i would agree because i'm living proof porn definitely set up false expectations right um but for me it was never what the girl looked like it was her availability and her readiness right Mm -hmm. um yeah, it was never like, oh, this girl's hot. I'm Puerto Rican, bro. All of our women are beautiful. I've been surrounded by beautiful women my whole life, right? So I've never been in a place where I was like, oh, these women don't stack up. No, I, they do. I don't, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Like, like our, our women are beautiful and I've been around beautiful. My mom is beautiful. My sister's beautiful. Even my ugly sister's beautiful. Like, like, you know, like, we're, like I, I don't know. Me and my wife talk about this all the time. Like, I don't know what that feels like. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? My wife is gorgeous. Like I don't, whatever. So, but I can see how a woman would think, oh, you're watching her because she looks like this. I can definitely see that. You know what I mean? Cause when I, when me and my wife first started getting, uh, when me and my wife first got married, she would say such and such as a handsome actor. I'm like, damn, you don't look like me. You know what I mean? I'm like, you don't look, but now I'm like, oh no, she just thinks he's handsome. There's nothing wrong with thinking someone's beautiful or pretty or sexy or whatever. Like I can look at a girl and be like, bro, she's gorgeous and not want to have sex with her. Like I can do that. It's strange to me that some men can't. It's, yeah. It's hard for me to do that, to be honest. Sometimes yeah, I'll yeah. dwell, I'll dwell on the fact that she's attractive and then I'll dwell on the fact that, Hmm, I could have sex with her. And then it gets in my mind. And you know, this is one of my big problems. I need to learn how to not dwell, but it's amazing hearing that you have a different experience with all this. It's opening up my mind to just how complicated this all is. Keep going. Yeah. yeah. And, and for me, bro, I'm not trying to sound corny, but this is a fact. This is the truth. Like, I say things out loud all the time, even if they don't make sense, so that they won't play in my brain, so that they won't grow roots in my heart. Perfect example. Yeah. Perfect example. Me and my wife will be chilling. We'll see a pretty girl. I'm like, dang, babe, she's beautiful. And my wife will be like, yeah, I know. She's, she's bad, bro. She's a baddie, right? It's done. It's not lingering in my head. It's not lingering in my heart. I'm not in here. Now, what, what I used to do, was I wouldn't say things like that. Now. 
I'm not out here saying, oh, that girl's thick as hell and I want to da-da-da-da-da. That's disrespectful. I, I honor my wife, bro. I'm not going to disrespect my wife, right? But I'm very clear, like, no, no, that girl's baddie, babe. She, she's fine. And my wife is like, no, she's bad, too. She's beautiful. You know what I mean? And then there, because I said it, it's no longer hiding in my brain. It's no longer no longer hiding in my heart. And now it's done. It's It doesn't have any room to be a secret. It's not a secret, right? And I've applied that to other things. Like when I'm angry, I will say I'm angry so that it doesn't play in my head. It doesn't grow roots in my heart. When mm. I'm sad, I'll say I'm sad and here's why. Like I literally just got into it with my son, right? My son was talking crazy to me and I'm like, bro, don't you know that if I did this to my dad, he would have punched me in the face? Like, what are you doing, right? So we got into an argument and I told him, go to your room, bro. Go to your room. When he came back down, I'm like, I need you to know this. I need you to know that you hurt my feelings. You made me mad. You made me angry. But I love you. You're my son. And we're done. It's over. Let's get it out with. And then we hugged and we watched the Deadpool 3 trailer, right? Like, that needed to happen because if it doesn't, it will play in my heart. Why is my son talk to me like this, man? He don't love me? Like, what's going on? Why is he acting like it will manipulate me, bro? I, I wear my emotions on my arm. Like, Same. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I'm going to be honest, bro. I don't. I'm going to let you know how I feel, but not not in a jerk, like mm, bad person kind of way. Like, I'm just going to be honest, right? Straight shooter. And, you know, it is what it is. And for me, I, I've been, it took time to get here, but I've been doing this for so long that now, like, if I don't say it now, I'm like, why didn't I say that? Why, 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 why didn't I say that that girl was pretty? Like, why, why, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, it's weird. And even to the point where I say it about guys, too. Like, I'm like all I do is handsome. And not because I'm thinking, oh, I want to sleep with them. No, it's because I'm training myself to be this way. Like, this is going to be, I'm going to keep the same energy. And it's helped my wife, too. Because imagine, imagine, okay, so people who don't know, I used to be 292 pounds, right? And, and I was handsome. Like, I was fat, but kind of handsome, right? You can be fat and handsome or fat and pretty, right? But I didn't feel pretty. I didn't feel handsome. I didn't feel none of that. And my wife would be like, man, you know, this person's handsome. Shamar Moore, right? I don't know if you know who that is, but just an actor. Shamar Moore. And I'll be like, and it would eat at me, bro. But not because what she said. It would just eat at me because I'm like, I'm a fat slob. I got titties. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's happening right here? You know, if I sweat, I have a pool of water in my belly button. I used to, I used to, I used to snore awake. You know what I mean? Like, like that's not attractive. So I know that that brought ease to her too. Cause she could just be like, no, that dude's handsome. Like, no, he is. He is handsome. I actually like the way he dresses. Or my wife would be like, man, babe, you look good in that. Or I'll be like, man, Candace, you see that outfit that girl got on? You would kill that. I need you to go buy that right now. Here, find it on Amazon or find it on whatever, right? We're able to express ourselves. And by doing so, we're not hiding anything. And me and my wife have a rule that we live by, bro. We rather not intentionally, but we'd rather hurt each other with the truth than kill each other with a lie. Mm-hmm. So I can lie to my wife and be like, nah, I don't think she's pretty, but now I'm thinking about it. Damn, you know, she's a baddie, bro. And she's thick as hell. And she probably kisses good. You see? See how your mind goes? Like, when all I do is say she's pretty, boom, it's over, it's done. It's done. Yeah, that is that is interesting. And I I like what talking out what I'm thinking, but yeah. this is the kind of the problem that I that another maybe reason why this relationship couldn't work for us at the moment, at least, is because, you know, Rachel felt as if she wasn't 
up to her standards, maybe like you were feeling in some sense. And I would mention, oh yeah, I found this girl is attractive. Oh, it's, it's cool that this girl can, you know, is athletic. And like, it would truly make her feel bad. And so then I learned to like, not say it, but then it would, it would fester in my mind. Yeah. And, and then like my counselor would say, you gotta let, you can't let those things to, you can't tell her those things out loud. It's just not smart at the moment. You gotta, you gotta tell Nate and you gotta, you gotta figure out a better way to say it. That isn't as blunt. That isn't as hurtful, you know? And it's interesting that you guys have that kind of strategy because typically we try to say what is true, but then I ran into this problem where I'm like, I feel like I'm saying a black truth by me saying this. It's, it's, it's causing turmoil, pain, resentment. I'm like, man, but then the other edge of the sword is if I don't say what's on my mind, it can linger there and it can, it can fester into, you know, a porn, you know, search later or, uh, you know, sure or just a covet of someone else later. And it just, it's interesting because I have to wear my heart on my sleeve, but I just, I could sometimes see how being that honest, some people might not be able to handle it. And it's just so interesting. I'm glad that you can do that with your wife. That's, that's a very healthy, it seems. And I'm blessed, bro. My wife is older than me, right? So she was already a woman while I was still a kid. So like she had went through all that nonsense already. So for her, I feel like she was like, yo, if I'm going to be with this dude for the rest of my life, we're going to have to figure it out. Like I literally went to my wife. Well, she wasn't even my wife, bro. She was just my girl. And I went up to her and this girl didn't do nothing. The girl I'm about to talk about. She didn't do anything. She didn't do anything to me. She didn't say nothing to me. It was nothing. But like she was fine as hell. Right. And she was worshiping God in front of me and things were bouncing and everything. And I was like, babe, every time I see this girl, I want to do this, this and this and this. My wife, my, she was my girlfriend at the time, could have been like, F you, you're dirty. How did I? She was like, OK, so then what do we have to do to fix this? Hector? Mm. And I'm like, I'm not attracted to her. Like, I'm, I'm re I really wasn't. So I'm like, I just I really think it's my brain. Like, I don't want to give I don't want to give credit to the devil. I, I hate that. But like, like he can't make me do nothing I don't already want to do. He can definitely exploit my weaknesses. Right. So I was like, I think we should just pray. And she's like, you know what? Let's pray then. Let's pray that this stop, bro. This girl came to church maybe three more times and she never came back. And we never had a conversation with her. No one ever told her nothing. I only told this to my girl, my, my wife at the time. My parents didn't. Nobody knew. So like and then and then it was flip flop. Right. Like. I, you got to keep the same energy, right? So my wife came up to me. She's like, hey, this person walked by me and I just got really weird and really attracted to him. And I was like, oh, it's time to kill him. Who is it? You know what I mean? Like, he's got to die, you know? Yeah, and then yeah. she's like, no, that's not fair. When you did it to me, like, you know, I'm like, shut up. I don't want to hear that right now. You know what I mean? But like, we ended up praying and that person ended up never coming around again, you know? So like, there's things you can do. Like, I feel like when people say, hey, I have a alcohol problem. How can we help you? Right. Oh, hey, I have an eating problem. How can we help you? Oh, hey, I'm sad. How can we help you? But hey, I have a lust issue. F you. Get out of here. You're disgusting. You're worth it. Like, no, that's not fair. That's not fair. That's not fair. And that's not Bible. Like, I don't know where you stand with that. But like, for me, that is not Jesus. That's not Bible, bro. Like, like. I should be able to come to you with my dirtiest, like, 
like any anything, bro. And you, sh- your first reaction should be like, "Holy crap!" Okay, I get that. Like, I understand that the initial shock. But then your next response should be like, "I right, well, what do we got to do?" Like, and I think what has helped me do this is how I grew up. Like, I grew up with killers in real life, Harley. Right? I grew up with like drug addicts and prostitutes and like like i grew up with people with and i don't want to say real issues because this is a real issue but like life altering issues right things that can get you killed in real life and so for me it's like yeah this is a big deal but we are making it bigger than it actually is and as a result of that People who actually have this problem are scared to speak up about it because of how they're going to be treated, right? Was, like, well like, if I cut off my arm on accident, I wouldn't be like, oh, I don't want to tell nobody. They're going to think I'm weird. Oh, shame. Oh. Yeah. No, 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 no. I got a problem. Somebody help me. Like, I, bro, I have a text thread that I can – well, no, I got to respect their privacy. But I have a text thread where I'm – bro, I – hey – it's, it's, today's been a hard day and I'm definitely want to watch porn. So someone call me, someone FaceTime me, do something so we can get it out. Like, so we can deal with it. Like, otherwise it's going to be a bad day. It's very smart. But, yeah. I actually, I've had this software on my phone for the, and computer and laptop and pretty much anything that. What's it called? It's called accountable to you. You may have heard of it. Uh, and yeah. it sends, sends reports. I had the reports sent to my girlfriend, but when we broke up, she thought it would be wise that she was off that. She wanted me to try to solve it without her. And that's fair, but that's fair. And so I actually just asked my dad to be kind of the accountability guy for it. And he was willing and it, it just, like you were saying, it's like, I feel like a lot of people just never mention these things out loud to their dad or to anyone. And they just, they suffer silently because, oh, they have this huge problem or, or, and it's like, it's crazy how therapeutic this morning. I was kind of in tears. I actually watched porn this morning. Cause I was, I, I'm just been an emotional wreck. And, yeah. and, uh, I went over to my parents' house and talked with them, at, talked with them. And I asked my dad, Hey, can you please be the person who sees the reports that I, and, you know, gets notified when I'm debating, looking at something or, and talking all this out instead of being so ashamed and being like, Oh, I shouldn't tell anyone. Oh, I shouldn't tell anyone. If I was like that, I wouldn't have any progress whatsoever, but I feel like well, throw me on there. What's throw up? Throw me on there. I'll, I'll be one of your accountability partners. Yeah. I'd like that. That'd be good. Yeah. It, doing this is, and talking publicly about it it just makes me realize like like you said it's not a it's not a life or death problem so what it's something you we should talk about all the time it's something you know everyone has these problems not everyone but what what am no, i trying to say no everyone harley everyone pretty it's much billion yeah, 90% of guys it seems like are the only ones with the issue bro no exactly and so it's like I don't know why it's so taboo to discuss this. Even in church, sometimes I feel like it's taboo to bring this up. Maybe not, but like, I just feel like in circum in social situations, you, people aren't just like, oh yeah, I watch porn and I'm addicted. But like you said, oh yeah, I broke my arm last week. Yeah, they easily will say that, but they won't mention porn. And some of my roommates even, they just, 
they won't ever talk about it. And I'm just like, ah, what do I do? I just, I just don't know what to do. Cause it's so taboo for some people, but in reality it's, you know, I'm an addicted person and I need to get past it. You know, Alcoholics Anonymous, the first step is admitting and I, I need to admit and, that's why I have to talk about it. I, you know, some people think I'm crazy for bringing it up and I'm like, yeah, I'm crazy, but I'm crazy because I want to get rid of this freaking addiction because it, 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 it truly eats at me. Every time I do it, I feel like a person who I don't respect. I, I give all this energy away and now I feel depressed e- even more. And so I want, I'm very glad we are having this episode right now because I'm currently going through the trenches. I'm at a low point of watching like I've been watching quite a bit and it's like, but I'm like, you know, if I just would have canceled this episode and, you know, wouldn't have met with my parents, I probably would still be watching right at the moment. So it's like, no, bro. I as need soon to as you text me. As yeah. soon as you text me, my girl broke up with me and I don't even want to do this. I'm like, hell no, we're doing it now because mm-hmm. I know, I know what that feels like where you're like, bro, I'm just trying to get an out so that I can go do what I want to do, bro. Like, and to put it in context, Harley, like I was watching porn. And like trying to like at my worst, at my worst, right? I was watching porn and trying to beat my own personal record, right? Like I'm like, bro, I masturbated 13 times today. I can beat that. I did 15 today. I can beat that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it got to a it was like a coping mechanism for me. Like I'm like, bro, I don't feel good. Boom. I'm sad. Boom. And to put and just so the viewers are like, bro, this is weird. Like my 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 biological father was murdered when I was four. So I've been I've been sad for a long time, right? And then God blessed me with a dad who's my father. Like he raised me since I was three, right? So he's my dad. But even that relationship was rocky. I used to think he didn't really love me. And not because anything he did, like he definitely loved me. I was just a dumbass, right? I was just a stupid kid, like angry and frustrated. So like, like I've just been battling depression literally my whole life, bro. And and so these were like my, my coping mechanisms. I don't want to think I'm some creeper that's like in the bathroom. Like, no, bro, it's just like shit, stuff, stuff happens. And, and like people cope their own way. Like no one looks at an alcoholic like, oh, you're worthless. Maybe some do, but like people are like, nah, bro, they do need help. You know what I'm saying? Or no one, let's switch it. Let's, pretend we were girls and we were cutting ourselves. They wouldn't say, oh, oh, you're, you're horrible cursing. Oh my God, you're a creeper, bro. You you like cutting your nah, bro. They'd be like, man, how can we help you, right? Like, like, oh, what if I had an eating addiction? I was uh, whatever the one is where you throw up, whatever the hell that's called. Like, bulimia. Uh, no one would look at them and be like, oh my God, you're worthless. You're you're scum. You're dirty. I would never, bro. No, but it's because we're men. Nobody cares. No one gives a damn. So that's just what it is. But I'm grateful. Tough and never tell yeah, anyone. Yeah, 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 and that's why I'm grateful. I have the wife that I have because my wife sees right through that crap. She's like, "Oh, come here, tough guy. Mm-mm. What's happening?" I'm like, "Bro, I don't want to talk about it." She's like, "Well, then we're just gonna sit here and not talk about it until you talk about it." And my wife has, has helped me, bro. She's helped me. Like, I can't. I'm blessed. I really, truly wish that not that mine is perfect, but I really, truly wish that people had the kind of marriage I do because I know, I know for a fact, I got brothers in my. I got brothers in my life that I see weekly that I know are wrestling, bro, but their wives are useless. Like they if if they found out that their husbands were watching porn, I'm I think they would leave them. And to me, that's crazy because when you're married, you told God in front of everybody, better or worse, sickness or in health. Like 
rich or poor. Like you, you, you said that. Now, if your boyfriend and girlfriend, I understand. I don't agree, but I understand. Like I get it. I don't agree. I think that's whack as hell, but I understand. You know what I'm saying? But when you're married, like, what are you gonna do, bro? And what if it's what if it's vice versa? I got a boy who doesn't who said he's never watched porn. I don't believe him, but he's not a liar. But I still don't believe him. I think he's full of crap, right? But what happens when his wife is like, "Yo, I'm watching porn." If he gets up and leaves his wife. The whole world, oh, you're a dirtbag. You're this, you're that, right? But I don't want to turn this into something else. But, you know, it's just, sure. it's just you know, just things that I've observed, bro, being honest. Like, I've been honest about this my whole life. I've never lied. If you listen to my music, it's in, it's everywhere in my music, right? I'm not, I'm not pretending. I'm not, I'm not sugarcoating it. Today, I have a song that's coming out, and I say, um, I was 10 when I almost lost my V. And my daughter was like, my daughter's eight. She's like, Poppy, what's V? I'm like, well, that means virginity. She's like, what is that? I'm like, well, you know, when you don't have sex, you know? She's like, oh, so people who have sex are not virgins? I'm like, correct, right? And I'm, she's like, you were 10? I'm like, yeah, girl on the bus, tried to do stuff with me, and it made me feel very uncomfortable, very weird. And, and you know, she was like, Poppy, I'm eight. And I'm like, I know. And if anyone ever touches you, I'm going to kill them. Like, you just, you know? So I... There needs to be more conversations, bro. That's all. Just people need to stop acting like this is leprosy. Like, it's not like I'm out here eating people, right? Or I'm killing people. Like, like if I was a murderer, I would understand. Like, all right, well, we gotta we gotta tread lightly. Like he might, you know. But no, man, come on, bro. Like, you yeah. need help. You need yeah, help. I see, I see people who you know view it as leprosy. Like this guy talking about porn on his podcast. Let's not associate with him ever again. He's, you know, he's yeah, creepy. Legend, and then, bro. yeah. But then you're there's other people in my life that are like, Harley, you're you're caring way too much about this. It's normal to watch porn. Everyone watches porn. Stop worrying about it. So I'm like, I see the two ends of the spectrum, and I'm like, the balance, in my opinion, is, you know, I maybe not even a balance. I think porn is a problem, and I think it should be talked about, and you know, I think it should be a normal discussion that people talk about and but yeah so let, let's talk about that bro the people who told you it's normal and you're making a big deal about it are they married no that's why yep. i'm gonna be honest no that be honest because i i thought the same thing so scripture tells us that paul had a thorn in his side right and that that's that thorn in his side was there forever even until he died right so my whole life i'm like well this is gonna be my my thorn like that's just what it's gonna be it's something i'm gonna wrestle with my whole life I've been shot at. People tried to stab me. People tried to kill me. If this is my ad, if this is my opposition, I can deal with that. Fine, right? Um, but then when I got married, I realized again. I already talked about this, but I had I had ex unrealistic expectations from my wife, bro. And and women are already not all women because I don't like to generalize, but women are already. Um, looked at as objects right so like damn she just i just told her i loved her and now she, i made her feel like an object but you're not going to get that if you're not married like you're not you're not going to that's why i don't get mad at people like i understand they don't understand right mm -hmm. so so there's that but let's look at the statistics let's look at the data right like I, again I, I forgot what tv show i was watching bro but I was literally watching interviews with serial killers and it was multiple, bro. And they all literally said, you want, and I want to say it was Jeffrey Dahmer, bro, but I don't know if I'm tripping because it's on Netflix and I'm making it up or, but I'm pretty sure it was Jeffrey Dahmer, bro. 
it was Jeffrey Dahmer or John Wayne Gacy, one of them, one of them fools. And they asked him, like, how do we stop men like you? And he literally said, stop the porn industry. And they're like, what? And they're like, that's the first place I ever dehumanized anybody. How easy is it to kill a fly, Harley? Do you think about it? Ah. Right? Right? Let me show you how effed up I am. I can kill an animal and not, not think twice about it. At, like, at all. Like, I, bro, I can kill a dog. I can kill a cat. I can kill, like, I won't feel not one, I won't feel sad. My wife says I'm a sociopath, right? Um, that's how much damage porn has already done to me, right? Um, so imagine someone who, watching it, reading it, looking at it, their whole life, whatever, they're not going to look at this person they're, they're slaughtering as a human. It's an object for them, Right? So like for someone to say it's not bad, I get I don't get mad anymore. I used to, it used to freaking piss me off. Mm. But now I don't because I understand you don't get it. I don't you don't get it. Like I, I understand. Like you you don't you're not you don't get it. I understand you don't understand, bro. You know? Um, but it's definitely wild, it's dangerous, man. I um and like I intentionally leave my phone with my kids all the time. Because it's, it, it stops me from watching porn, right? Because if my kids have my phone, bro, if my son ever watched porn because of me, I don't know what I would do. I literally would throw myself in front of a car because I know what that has done to me. I know how that has effed up my life. I know how that has ruined my life. And I don't, I don't ever want them to do that. Like, like, there are things I would much rather them do than that, bro. And I know it sounds crazy. Like, you're picking one evil over the other but like that's how much i be- i believe that this is evil bro like like it it has ruined my life it has literally ruined my life and i'm just grateful that god spared me and allowed me to have my ability still and 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 like still function normally because i had a roommate bro this is crazy you want to see how effed up porn is i had a roommate in college bro i'll never forget it where uh he used to just like masturbate all the time like all the time and like our rooms were like seven feet by like 10 feet bro no that's not true probably 10 by 10 probably 10 by 10 and uh, like one night i'll never forget it we had our beds shaped like an l so if this is my this is the front door right here here's my bed here's his bed here's his head here's my head one night i'm I'm, it's a middle night and my bed is rocking and I'm like, what the hell, bro? I look up and this dude is masturbating like right next to me, bro. I grabbed his laptop and I launched, I broke it. I threw it across the room and we got into a fist fight, bro. Like we got into a fight. You know what I'm saying? Like I was sexually abused as a kid. So like that's very wild to me that someone would do that. You know what I mean? So like it just triggered me to set me up and we got into a fight. The RA had to come into the room and like they tried to expel me from school. And I'm like, I was threatening everybody. I'm like, nah. This is not this is not a thing, right? And like he didn't care. Like he was like, bro, this is normal. And I'm like, like I was on a basketball team, bro. And like dudes would walk around like, oh, I can't wait to get home to beat it to this. And I'm like, what do you sound like right now, bro? Like that's 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 crazy. So I I, I get why people think it's weird, bro. I'm not here saying it's not, but I'm also saying it's not as weird as you're making it out to be, bro. Like. Like we just we just need help. Mm-hmm. Like we're on fire and you have the water hose and you don't want to give us water. 
That's what's happening. Like where the house is on fire, you know it's on fire, but you're just looking. You're not helping. So if you're not going to help, shut the hell up. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's good. Yeah, it's like, I guess the final thing to maybe say is like, sometimes people view people as in groups of categories. Like, oh, they're a good person or they're a bad person. Yeah. And I'm like, I think we're all just, like you said, broken people. We Absolutely. have these addictions and, you know, a person who watches porn shouldn't be treated as if they're a creep, they should be treated as if they're sick and they need help and, you know, they need accountability and, and same with any other kind of sickness, addiction, et cetera. You should be treating people as people like Jesus did. Jesus was a person who surrounded himself with the prostitutes, with the sinners, with the people who were very broken and he loved them, listened to them and helped them. And I'm like, that's what we need to do as people. And that's why I'm going to keep mentioning porn selfishly so that I can help myself and hopefully help others. And hopefully you keep doing the same. I want to encourage you. And here's why I did a show one time in the middle of the hood somewhere, bro. I forgot where, and I have a song called no regrets. And it's a song talking about how I used to use girls. And again, I never had sex with them, but I'm definitely having oral sex with them. Uh, I think it's called autos, like we're fingering each other, uh, hand jobs, all kind of great stuff, right? And I didn't care. I was like, "F that, bro!" Like, they all they want to do is have sex with me. They've made it clear. So, like, as long as I don't do that, I'm a good guy. I I'm, I didn't make nobody do anything they didn't want to do. So let's let's get that out because I already I know how this works. People are gonna take things out of context, whatever. No, no, uh, everything was done to me. And every, I, I was persuaded to do everything, right? Um, but the moment I had my daughter, literally, I felt this guilt and this shame. And I literally was, you can ask my wife, my daughter was born and I was quiet, quiet. As I was talking to God, I was like, Lord, please protect my little girl. Please, please forgive me for every heart that I fumbled. Please forgive me for every heart that I manipulated. Please forgive me for not looking at these girls as my sisters, right? Like your audience, I don't know what your audience is made up of, but I'm a Christian. So to me, every girl is my sister. And and, and Jesus, don't make it weird. It's ain't Tennessee or Alabama or whatever the hell. But like, this is my thing, bro. I I I didn't honor them the way I was supposed to. I didn't protect them the way I was supposed to. I didn't guard their purity or guard their heart or guard their virtue, whatever you want to call it, the way I was supposed to. So I just prayed that God would protect mine, right? And there's a Bible verse, Bible idea and a verse that has kind of helped me, bro. Um, And it's that once you become saved, the Holy Spirit now lives inside of you, right? So before, when I was fighting these temptations and these battles and these things, I was fighting by myself and I was getting my ass beat, right? Well, now I have the Holy Spirit living inside of me, so I have the power to turn away. Before, I didn't have that power. Without without Jesus, I was alone. I didn't have that power. You ever been jumped before, Harley? I've been jumped. Luckily. um, I've been jumped a lot of times. There's no worse feeling than fighting your best and still getting your ass beat. There's no, it's hopeless. It's hopeless. 
you're swinging, you're fighting, you're body slamming, you're punching, you're kicking, but you're still getting kicked in the face. You're still getting kicked in the ribs, still getting kicked in the back of the head. They're trying to knock, they're trying to knock you out. Like they're trying to do all kinds of great stuff. That's what it was before I had Jesus. I was fighting by myself. Now, I'm not one of these people that tell you, once you get Jesus, everything goes away. For some, it does. I know people who were dope fiends, bro. People who were crackheads in real life who got saved and never touched drugs again. To this day, they've never touched drugs. That's just not my experience. I'm not saying it's not real. I'm just saying that it's not what happened to me. For me, now that I have the Holy Spirit, I have hope. And with that power, I'm able to turn away from sin. So now the issue is, do I want to turn away from sin? That's where my battle is now. It's not that I'm getting beat up anymore. It's I'm choosing to get beat up today. So any of y'all listening, bro, there's hope in Jesus. Like real hope. Not movie hope. Not Hallmark hope. Not Hollywood. Like real hope in Jesus. I can tell you that I've had a lot of bad days as a believer. Not going to lie. But my best days have been because I've been a believer, bro. Because I've trusted in Jesus way more than I've trusted in myself. And he's got me through. And that's the same hope he can offer you. Literally. There's no magic potion. There's no magic words. There's no, you know, magic whatever. Like, believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth that Christ is Lord and you are saved. Like, that's all you need. There are things you should do. Barriers you should put up. Harley talked about putting up accountability on his phone. I used to use Covenant Eyes. Um, it just got mad expensive, so I don't anymore because I have a lot of devices. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I just want to encourage you, man. Y'all are not alone. If you want to talk about it with somebody and you're scared to talk to, talk to Harley. Talk to me. Like, I'm not going to cast you out. I'm not going to judge you for it, bro. I'm going to... Brothers don't let brothers wander alone in the darkness. Harley, I used to put on Facebook day 37 of no porn. Yeah, I was debating be, doing that. No, bro, I used to do that. I, I'm going to start doing it again. Just because right. it is. I'm going to start doing it again. But, like, my friends would be like, bro, are you serious? Like, I'm like, yeah. And then I got serious. Day 50-something, no porn and no masturbation. They'll be like, what are you doing, bro? You're going to get kicked off of Facebook. I'm like, bro, there's people naked on here. They're not going to kick me off for that crap. Like, but, like, it got to a point where, where people went from making fun of me about it, which I've never cared. I'm very confident who I am. I've been handsome my whole life. I have charisma, right? Like, I don't care. I've been an athlete. Like, I don't care. So, hitting me up like, man, bro. Oh, that's what I was going to say. So, I did a show about the song, No Regrets. And I did a show in the hood somewhere. And this 15-year-old boy came up to me. He was like, hey, man, can I talk to you? This wasn't a church event, Harley. Like, I don't get, I don't get brought to churches. I, I don't know why. And my, I'm a Christian, and I'm a Christian rapper, but I don't do churches. They don't like me. I don't know, right? But uh, I did this event. This dude pulled me to the side. He's like, I'm 15 years old, bro, and your song really spoke to me. Like, could you pray for me? I'm like, I don't think we can do that here, but we can walk outside and do it. Like, I'll, I'll definitely pray for you. I'm never going to tell you no. And he, he goes on to tell me, I'm 15 years old, and I've had 100 sexual partners already. That made me want to cry, bro. And he had a girl there with him, and he, she was like, yeah, you know, we did this, da, da, da. I grabbed both of them, I prayed for him, and then I, I told the dude, like, I told both of them, like, you guys are worth more than that. Like, you are worth dignity. You are worth respect. Like, I told that girl, you are worth more than you can, whatever you can do with your mouth, whatever you can do with your hands, whatever you can do with your privates. 
I told the dude, you're worth more than whatever you can do with your mouth, whatever you can do with your hands, whatever you like. You are worth more than that, bro. Like this, this world that we're living in has taught y'all that that's all you're good for. And I'm like, bro, that's that's a, that's a lie. That's a lie. You're worth so much more than this. And that's kind of my message, bro. Like I tell grown up girl, I tell college kids, you're worth more than that, bro. Like if this dude only wants you to have sex with you, he that it's not gonna work. I know men who work their butts off to buy a hundred thousand dollar car. You're telling me that they can't wait for you, right? And that's if you believe in that. Also, like some people don't. Some people are like, no, I want to have sex. Cool, do your thing. I didn't want to because I knew I'd have kids. And I, that's literally the first time I had sex, I had a baby. Second time I had sex, I had a baby. Like, that's just what happened. You know what I mean? Uh, that's a marriage joke for people who are listening. The married people will get it. Um, and so now, like, I can look my daughter in the eye and be like, and now I feel like a hypocrite. Like, baby, I need you to, to there's a difference between virginity and purity. Right. Um, I am concerned with virginity, but I'm much more concerned with purity. Right. Uh, virginity can be taken from you or you can lose it or you can offer it your purity. You can always get that back. You can always get that back. So that's that's where my focus is. And um, I just I can look at my daughter and be like, yo, I loved your mother so much that I honored her. I honored her body. I honored her mind. I honored her spirit. I honored everything about her, bro. I can look at my son and be like, I loved your mother so much. That I didn't do anything dishonorable to her. I didn't like, and like, bro, I'm at the altar getting married and I'm crying. Everyone's like, bro, relax. I'm like, no, I made a promise to God, bro. I made a promise to God that I wasn't going to have sex until I got married after I got saved. I, I didn't have sex before that, regardless, but like, I made that promise after I got saved. I was 21 in Puerto Rico on a freaking mountain in Ponce, Puerto Rico. And I was like, God, if you help me, if you keep us, me and my girl, if you keep us, I promise you we're not going to have sex until we're married. And I was with my girl since I was 17, bro. I didn't get married until, let me do some math. Hold on. I didn't get married until, oh, come on. Where's my calculator? My calculadora. Uh, I'm 35 minus 12. I didn't get married until I was 23. 23 minus 17. So I was with my girl for six years, bro. I was with her for six years before we got married. So like. If I wanted to have sex, I could have. We weren't saved, right? Like, like she wasn't saved. I wasn't saved. We could have had sex. Like, it wasn't against our code. It wasn't against what we believed, like, because we weren't saved yet. And then once we got saved, we got serious about it. So, like, I just want to encourage you. It's possible, bro. It's possible. So, Harley, I don't know if you have any more questions for me, but thank you. I appreciate yeah, man. it. Yeah, man. Thank you for the that's, time. And keep your head up, bro. Keep your head up. Don't let these fools play with you. Like, you're honest. Stay being honest. God's going to mess around and give you the woman that's perfect for you, bro. She's going to know all your flaws and she's going to love you despite them, bro. She's going to love you in spite of all of that. She's going to be like, ah, oh, he likes porn. At least it's not cocaine, right? Like, at least he's not a child molester, right? Like, there could be so many things that you could be. But you could mess around and be a, a serial killer for all we know, right? And, like, I'm not trying to justify. I'm just saying there's things that are worse. And if this is your problem, God can get you through it, and you're not alone, bro. Like, freaking Paul used to murder people, bro. Like, Paul used to straight up go into people's cribs and murder them. Like, come on, man. You're in great company. Chill out. You're good. Well, I really appreciate all this. It means a lot. It 
I will, I might text you or call you when I, you know, I'm debating watching or just in general, because it was very, it was beautiful. I thank you so much for listening and talking about your experience. Yes, sir. Hit me whenever you want, for real, for real. You have my number.